Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on twitter.com slash coachandrew. By the way, since our last show, we've blasted way past 10,000 downloads, and I'm still waiting for someone to enter my contest for three months of free coaching. See my show blog for details or visit bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash free coaching contest. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show while you're on the phone, and then if you press the number one, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in and ask questions there. After twice being a guest on Lori Lawson's Manhattan Cable Coaching Shows, I thought it was time to have her on mine. Lori is a co-creator and founder of Coaches on the Edge and is a certified empowerment coach, a professional credential coach, a certified EQ mentor, a mentor coach for IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, president for the board of the International Coach Federation in New York City, executive producer of Coach World TV, and creator host of Coach Chat Radio. She's also a writer, reviewer for Electronic Link Journey, a published author, and an international blogger for Skirt.com. Lori is also a transplanted Southern Belle, but living in New York has not taken the Southern out of her. Lori Lawson, are you with us? I am. I am. Hi, Coach Andrew. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to be on your show tonight. Uh, It's nice to have you on the other side. (laughs) Yes. Now you can torture me like I used to torture you. Yes, it's my turn to torture you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, where do we even start? You are one credentialed lady. I keep busy. I, I will say that. I do keep busy. But I, I think it's because I have this underlying goal. I just think coaching is so worthwhile, and I just really want to share it with as many people as I can. And that's not only personal coaching. It's just letting people know that it's out there. So there, And there's so many opportunities to do that. So you're a, um, a sort of a spokesperson, but that's not the word that I'm looking for, like a voice of the world of coaching. Um, I was I'm certainly an advocate. Definitely. Advocate, that's a great word. That's a advocate. cool word, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, advocate. <laughs> Makes you sound smart. I like. Yes, it. Yes, that's a very smart word. So, what led you into the world of coaching in the first place? It is just such a silly little tale, but I'll tell it anyway. Um, there was a show on that some people saw, and some people this is their only introduction to coaching. That was called Starting Over, and it was a bunch of women um, in a house in Chicago with some life coaches, and they did some magic transformation things. And I kept saying, wow, I would love to get inside that house and start over. And, um, I, you know, but I, I was addicted, and I don't do soap operas, but this one I did. And it was, and <laughs> there were real people and real, you know, um, things going on there. And one day a friend of mine came and, and brought in, huge ad from the newspaper and said, uh, introduction to life coaching, come hear this free thing. So we said, oh, okay, let's go. 
And we went, and it was like, I was not overwhelmed. It was like, oh, okay. And we were listening, and we were really kind of saying, I don't, I don't know, you know. And so at the end, the gentleman who was selling, hard, hard selling, um, said, okay, well, I happen to have, because there's so many people here, I'm going to give you, um, give four people the opportunity to get free coaching. And it was like, no, I don't think so. And, but he goes, just put your business card in. So I went, I put my business card in with everybody else's. And I went to the ladies' room. When I came back, my friend said, we both got chosen. And I went, oh, my gosh. I said, all right. So the rest is history. It was like, I think the universe is just trying to tell me, you, go be a coach, young lady. And at the time, I was younger. And, uh, and I did it. And I really didn't start it to, I didn't, my intention wasn't to be, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to get a new career. It was like, I want to find out all about me. I want to find out what makes me tick and mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And and it, I, it was three modules. So by the first module, it was like, wow, I've been doing a lot of crazy stuff that I wasn't aware that I was doing. And by the second module, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. You have to share it. And then by the third module, I was a certified coach, and it was, um, okay, let's get on with this. So. That's kind of the roundabout story. I think I owe it all to television and a slight addiction. But hey, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, but sometimes you never know when your addictions are going to transform you in some strange way, right? Absolutely, and and you know nobody said addictions all have to be bad. <laughs> there you can, can be have positive. good addictions. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and this one turned out to be. And, you know, so it was just one of those things. And I think anybody who's been through coach training or even any kind of intense training, it's like you really have experiences with the people mm-hmm. that are that you're sharing this with that you don't have with anybody else. And it's just you, you really get a bonding going. And, and it, you just – it's just amazing. And to me, that's what – ICF as an organization continues. It's like, okay, because when you leave, when you're finally finished with your coach training and there's so many emotions going on, it's like, oh my gosh, now I got to get a real job. I got to go do something with this. Mm. And it's like, oh, I'm going to miss all these people. I'm not going to, and you know, at the time, it's like, if I have to make one more call, I'm really going to have to throw my phone out the window because it, you know, it's intense and you're doing all this, this training stuff. But when it starts to be over, it's like there's a sadness. And for me, and what filled the gap was the the ICF because it was a bunch of coaches who, you know, wanted to continue that camaraderie and that learning and the practicing even of skills and using tools and things. And um, that's that's one. I think that is one of the most valuable things that that ICF you know provides, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I was looking for. So. How long have you been involved with the ICF? Oh my goodness! Oh, since I've been a coach, since a certified coach, since um, 2005, and a year later, um, I, I was on the board. So about four years, going on five. So what, what have been some of the changes that's happened with the ICF since you got there? Um, well, I think one is. There was an atmosphere when I got there of ICF NYC where it was a bit cliquish. People had, you know, it was it was groups of friends, and that's fine, but some people actually didn't feel that comfortable. And so we worked really hard um, 
to make everyone feel welcome and to include that was the that was the goal of the first year. It was just mm-hmm. to, okay, break all the clicks up and let's really start welcoming new people. And I think we succeeded. And and the the statistics show our our membership increased greatly. The second year was it's like well okay as long as we're doing this um, let's find out what coaches want. So it was it was actually what we did the second year was take a survey and say and I think we had a town hall meeting where people came and they just said you know what they'd like to what they need what they need to get their business going what they need to get their career going you know and so we provided the training and and the stuff for that at at the meeting so um that's on the local level and we and we're striving for that all the time just to find out what needs are out there and to meet mm-hmm. them um but um, for the larger ICF, there, there's a whole bunch of changes going on right now, um, and some are um, the credentialing that that they're trying to do and and make um, coaching a standardized profession. Where mm-hmm. if when you say coach, because right now you say coach and everybody goes, oh, what sport? Even though a lot more right. people do know life coaching. But it, there are still people who just really don't. What does it mean, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you try to explain what coaching is, it's like you start babbling, and it's like, and it's like, no, it's just very hard to explain. So, what they want is a as a standard where people can say, oh, coach, okay, just like you say CPA, you know what that is, right? You know, certified public accountant. Um, big, big undertaking, but. Um, as long as somebody has to do it, why not ICF Global, you know? So, and that, which kind of leads me into some other areas in, in the realm of credentialing and what's out there. Now, you know, a lot of people don't even know what it means, what credentialing means. As, as you know, there is no legal definition, really, of what credentialing means at this point. There's no standard in terms of the law. There are, in fact, uh, several different uh, coaching organizations that offer various kinds of credentialing, um, uh, probably more than several, but I would say probably ICF is the the most widely known one. I think it's the gold standard uh, for the United States. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's the premier. It's the one that that's recognized um, by almost everyone in the profession. Now, in in other countries that you know, in the UK, there mm-hmm. there's competition. Um, there are, uh, I think, the last count, somewhere between twelve and fourteen um, different organizations that offer accreditation as mm-hmm. coaching. Um, new countries are opening up. India, right. you know, third world countries, and and things like that. So, it, coaching means different things in different countries, but. In the United States, I think ICF is, is is the gold standard, and what they've decided they wanted to do is one tighten up that gold standard and make sure that it really means something, and two, take it on and and take on the world. I mean, um, mm-hmm. if they can, and that's sort of been the goal. What what they're doing. Now, what about a, like an organization like the IAC? Are you familiar with that? I'm not really. No. Um, I, I, you know, I get, I get correspondence from them at some point. Are you familiar with it? Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, 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 I guess you could say a free member. Of, mm-hmm. Well, I was at one time. I think now you have to pay to be a member of it. When I first got into coaching, uh, they were, uh, they had a free membership, and then very, then credentialing. And ICF had a paid membership and credentialing. 
So I was a paid member of ICF and a free member of IAC, but I get emails from them. I'm not really sure what they're up to, and I've I've seen their um, their terminology, their some of their. It seems like there's some differences in some of their approaches, mm-hmm. but it's just another, you know. But I I would say it's sort of like another camp. In a okay, way. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, like in boxing, you know, there was. You remember when uh, when uh, Muhammad Ali was? Uh, they had to re. They were trying to reunite the 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 heavyweight title because there were like three different heavyweight titles that were uh, considered the heavyweight title, and there, there wasn't really one. Yes, and I think if you had to place a bet, say in Las Vegas, I'd put it on ICF right now. They've been around for 15 years, um, and they kind of do it naturally. And they're at the point where I think the um, other organizations are getting into it and Mm -hmm. and fine, but I think ICF is at the point where they are finessing and honing and sharpening and really getting down to the nitty-gritty now, um, where the other organizations might be a little younger than. Mm -hmm. I I just got back from... um, a, con- a CAM conference, which is Conversation Among Masters, and that was um, that was like an organization that was developed by MCC, which is Master Certified Coaches, the mm-hmm. highest level, and they've done four million hours, you know, and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, they sort of designed this to meet their needs because they, you know, they felt that they had been coaching for so long that to have the same standards and the same training as someone who's just gotten out of coaching school wasn't meeting their needs. So what mm-hmm. they did was was design this. And it and there's, you know, a little bit of superiority and maybe they've earned it. I think they really do have to have a minimum of 2500 um hours coaching and and things like that. But what I found really interesting was uh, many of the people that were at this conference, and it was a superb conference, um, and and it was a lot of um, interaction between coaches, which was really something that you know, and they that was what they originally wanted. But a lot of people were there to get what's called CCEUs, which is um, coaching educational units, which are needed in order to renew ICF certification. So even though they've sort of split off, they're still honoring the standards that that ICF has set for their their credentialing, which means that they if they want yeah it is very interesting. It's a little schizoid, but interesting. Uh, but it, it, so they even though they are saying well you know ICF is not necessarily meeting our needs, we're still going to be a member and we're still going to play by their rules and become credentialed because that's what's recognized. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, even though it, it may be, maybe they want another level, but what right now that is the recognized standard. And and I thought it was very telling, and um, you know, it it really sort of clarified it for me. It was like, okay, you know, so there's room for many, but it still looks like the gold standard lies mm-hmm. with ICF at this point. And so at this point, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a world where, as you said, anybody could really say, I am a coach. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. That's what I do. I, here's my shingle. Like, kind of like a therapy therapist 30, 40 years ago, anybody, any schmo could call themselves a therapist. And now you legally cannot unless you are legally uh, you know, a, a therapist. At this point, we're, we're, I, I, how far would you say we are from a point where 
say, legislation might start to happen where it becomes not just a voluntary thing, but something that might be uh, compelled? Oh, very complicated question um, because in there are other countries that are doing that now. Italy is in the process of making um, coaching become as restrictive, so to speak, as therapy, and, and they want to include that in it. Now, ICF is saying, you know, it's a totally different thing, and let's talk about it. Here, um, that's not happening right now. It's... And you're right, there are um, courses where you take a weekend and then they, you're told, go out and coach, you're a coach now, you know, yeah. so there, there is no... Uh, really you're a closed cover before striking certified coach. <laughs> exactly. Can you draw this picture? Well, okay. Uh, yes. If, if you can draw a picture of somebody coaching somebody, you too can be you a coach. You too can be a coach, absolutely. Yeah. But what, and, and this is not confidential, I am on a, a global committee also, and and what they are doing on this committee is they are tightening up the standards. And it's like for ICF, it's like at this point right now, you do not have to be a coach to be a member of ICF. It, it, you can, you know, be a part of the ICF and yet you don't have to be a credential coach. Talks are underway to say, you know what, really I think what we probably are going to do is make it so that you do have to be a certified coach um, in order to be a member of ICF. What they want to do is they've got the the recognition. Now they really want to make, to clarify what, what it means, you know. Okay, right. people, if, if you're a coach, you know ICF. So now what they want to do is clarify that. And it's like, okay, if you're an ICF coach, like immediately, like a CPA, that's going to mean, okay, you have gone through a coaching school, you have met X criteria, whatever mm-hmm. that, whatever they decide that's going to be. So that is kind of, I think, like I said, that you know they are in their fifteenth year, and now it's time for not just implementation and execution; it's time for improvement and really getting it, getting it down to exactly where you want it. So you, there you, is, you're not going to be arrested at this point if you're not a, if you're not a certified coach and you say you are. But they're, they're working on it. <laughs> no, they're not going to work uh, on it. Coach Andrew, come out with your hands up. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You've been fooling the public long enough, yes. But uh, now, could, now, what about things like grandfathering? And like, there's some people who have been coaching for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, and, and certainly, like a, when I think of a prominent person who certainly is would is self-described as a coach, among other things. I think of uh, Anthony Robbins, who, is a, who I personally am a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't see Tony going back to school. Um, no. And, and um, so is your question, are they making accommodations for people who aren't coaches? No. I'd be oh, more like, are they making a people for accommodation who are clearly coaches? They've been coaching forever. There's probably very successful coaches, mm-hmm. uh, but perhaps they haven't gone through some of the modern, you know, the quote, you know, coaching school, for example. Uh, people who are coaching when the when the when the coaching world is nascent, you know, just getting going, and have been just coaching since uh, you know the 60s or 70s. Right. Uh, so what do you do with those people? This is purely speculation on my part. Uh, oh, we uh, like speculation. <laughs> yes. You're on Coach's Corner, we are speculating. <laughs> we speculate, yes. yes. Um, one, if, if you are, let's say, if you're in the category of 
a coach, then they're going, and, and you've already gotten their credential, you've already played mm-hmm. by the rules, then quite likely whatever credential you have, they're going to grandfather that in because it is an ICF credential, and for them not to honor that would be crazy at this point. Mm-hmm. So that is probably, now what you're talking about is like, I understand what you're saying because um, there was someone there who um, at, at this conference and they were very upset because um, they are so qualified, it's frightening. And ICF to this point has, will, does say that, you know what, you need to at least fill out our application and it's really not that difficult. Right. And, and, you know, testify to and, and account for the hours that we're saying that you need and then, you know, you will get the, the certification. Right. And, yes, it would be lovely if they could say, oh, my gosh, Anthony Robbins, you've been, you just are out there doing it. But if they do that for an Anthony Robbins, they're going to have to do it for a Joe Schmo. And, and well, is that really of... true? Because you don't know who Joe Schmo is, but you know who Anthony Robbins is if you've been to one of his workshops You've been coached by him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You, you you can attest to that man's an amazing coach. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. You're gonna tell me he's not a coach? So so that, uh, Joe Schmo may not be a coach. I can't. I, so why exactly would you say that the rules would have to apply to Joe Schmo? Well, I think if you're going to take the time to make rules, then I think the, the what you have to do is adhere to them. And if right. you start making exceptions, then I think the rules become meaningless. Well, now, are, the, I can see what you're saying, mm-hmm. except that you know that that's sort of like a very uh, rock solid way of, of viewpoint, and it's certainly like now to me, uh, in fact, part of coaching is to help people. In my opinion, is to help people to think outside boxes. So this is a box in which you cannot see a possibility that's not one thing. Um, great point. Great point. Um, I think what they're doing, and and they're nothing is definite, that's for sure. But what they're doing is talking to people. Um, the major concern is right now, or what has been causing, and there has been conflict on this because you know there's a lot of when you start telling people, oh, that's a nice credential, but it's not going to mean anything because we're going to make it cooler. Uh, people get nervous. So their main concern is taking care of those people who have played by the rules, have right. gotten the credentials, mm-hmm. and then the exceptions. Now, if, when they go for the global aspect, you know, when, like I said, they're opening up in India, they're, you know, um, Argentina's doing some great stuff, but some of these countries only have one coaching school. So right. it's going to be very difficult to say you have to have gone to that school uh, mm-hmm. if it's like 400, 500 miles away uh, and, and you know, people just don't jet around like they do in the United States. So all that has to be accommodated for. Um, and, and there may be, it may be that there will be room for exceptions. And certainly if you were going to make one, it would be Tony Robbins. I mean, Absolutely. You know, and I don't think anybody would go, oh, and we don't know if he's qualified or not. But, uh, <laughs> But I think, you know, I think they don't want to start out with, with exceptions. They want to get right, the rules sure. down first, and then they'll know what they need to make the exceptions gotcha. for. Yeah. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense, Lori. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of energy going into it, so I hope it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. So, I, so okay, so we've talked about credentialing. You, know, I, I, what, you, you have so many interesting things that are going on. I would like to hear about 
Yeah. Uh, you, I know you're involved in mentor coaching and EQ mentoring. I want to hear more uh, more about. And by the way, I actually have a, my blog site is is mentorcoach.wordpress.com. Why I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, where did that name come from? <laughs> that's uh, that's always been uh, that was the blog site I came up with when I first started blogging. Wow. Well, do you, have you done any mentor coaching? And I I don't know. I mean, I mentored people as a coach. So right. But you're going to have to define for me what mentor coaching is within what you mean. Okay, um, I shall try. <laughs> uh, well, the mentor coaching that I do, um, not the EQ mentor. That's a whole different animal. Okay. We, we can talk about that. But um, the mentor coaching I do is for my alma mater, which happens to be IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And I, I don't know what coaching, you know, process you went through, but as I said, we had three modules, and you did a lot of peer coaching. You had a pretend coach, and you were a pretend coach, and just to get the practice going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had a was, different, very different set. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went to the International Coach Academy, ICA. Oh. oh, oh yes, I've heard of that. Absolutely, yeah. And they have. Uh, you know, I can't tell you the number, like 13 modules. or They have, like, different levels, also, you know, of uh, wow. intro coach and advanced coach. And then they have a, a, a – you have to have a lot of time where you are coaching somebody while a uh, master coach is listening in. Master – actually, it could be a, a – you know, it could be a, a PCC, but it could um, – uh, they they will listen in and watch for um, uh, coaching competencies and give you a you know report on what did you this is what you made this is ones you didn't get over a series of of sessions like you know laser sessions. That that's pretty much what the mentor coaching is also um, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, I like that. So and and you say. The PCC that was that was a part of it. It had there was already the qualification there when you uh, took it. Uh, yeah, and they would have one of the instructors who was at that level in the, in the ICF uh, or higher. They have a, they had a couple of uh, master coaches there as well, who would uh, be the observer. And while you coach somebody, you, you, it would be my job to go find somebody to coach and bring mm-hmm. them on the call. It was all done over the phone. Right. And there were also other observers who were invited to, uh, you know, actually they were, you know, waited, each person would wait their turn, and other people can, can uh, you know, notice what was, in the practice sections, other people could notice what was achieved in terms of the, the core competencies. Okay. And I well, actually based, I, I have, I have taught the fundamentals of coaching at, in using that modality. Oh, okay, great. Well, that's really similar to um, what I'm talking about with mentor coaching then, Mm -hmm. absolutely. It is when we were doing it, you know, you had like the peer groups and you had the group coaching, but there was one person that was on the outside, you know, and it was like a reality check because, you know, when you're you're practicing with people who are learning coaching, they know what to say, you know what to say, and it's kind of, you know, it's like kind of easy and, and everybody helps everybody along. But the mentor coach was the outside person, and the mentor coach was the one who gave you the reality check. And so how it's done with when I'm doing it is that I make up a scenario and have the, the, co- the coachees-to-be coach me on it. 
and then I give them feedback on, on things that they did fantastically well and, and areas where they need to have improvement. So that's kind of the mentor coaching that I'm talking about. Okay, that's yes, a little bit. Yeah, because in the ones that I did, we uh, there were no made-up scenarios. People, that's actually the challenge was finding somebody who had an issue that needed needed coaching or had a scenario, as opposed to making one up. So we would so hey, anything you need coaching on? Because I really need somebody for this call. That that is a challenge, um, yeah. and I almost wish that that we had gotten that one because it would have been. You know, I, that was one thing where I felt that we didn't get a lot of practice in, like, where are the clients? How do you find them, you know? But uh, so that would have been the challenge. That would have been great. Oh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And like, the, the when we were doing the ones to, for graduation, and uh, the, I think we had to do six, six of them, six 15-minute sessions. And ideally, you would have the same person for all of them, but not everybody could. And it was, I had, I had somebody for, like, three or four of them and then and he couldn't make the make a couple of them and so I had to go out and, you know, find somebody else with with a challenge. It was, for, for a who, and who is willing to be, you know, uh, it, even though it was only on the phone, it's sort of in the line of fire. I mean, everybody's quiet, but still, you know, you're you're being observed. It's kind of challenging for people. Very much so. And it's kind of the make or break test. And, um, yeah. You know, which which is that's why. And but what I like about it is, it reminds me why I became a coach because it's like I, they're so enthusiastic and they're so nervous and and they really want to do so well. And it's like, and then you remember, oh yeah, that's a technique I haven't used in ages, and I should mm. use that. That's a good technique. That's true. Not, yeah, it's kind of like a refresher course for yourself, also. Well, you know, I remember there were. Uh, like in the core competencies, and they had all these little sub areas, and I, I, the number seventy-two sticks in my mind. I don't know if that's true. Uh, like seventy-two little areas uh, uh, total of that you might get, and you wouldn't get on a single call but unless you were, there was something really weird. I mean, it's not going to happen. But over a ser- series of calls, you would find that you would hit this competency and that one and this sub competency. Uh, and I, I actually made every one of them. Really? I was very proud of myself. Wow! Yeah, did you get extra credit? Because you should have. I think I did get extra. I, no, I, I was. Um, I did quite well in uh, graduating from ICA. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, were you given grades, or did you just? Yeah. With um, the, well, the grades in the form of uh, in that area of it was basically you would get back uh, an email with a spreadsheet of which ones you got this week and had a, a, a running total as well, so you could see. You got this one, this one, this one. You didn't get this one. Uh, there would be some comments as well, but the, you would see the, the biggest thing was to hit those hit those competencies. And over the six sessions, you know, hopefully by the total, you would get every one of them. And uh, most people didn't get every one of them. Yeah, I would think not. But that that's well, that's really great training. Yeah. Well, at the end, they will be getting not. A, I don't want to say an evaluation, but they will definitely. And hopefully, when I've because I'll do this six times with each person, you know they mm-hmm. will hit most of the core competencies. But right. right for them to hit all of it's going to be really that would that be. That was like I was I was like wow that that really worked out. They should you have know. stamped a gold star on your they forehead. They should have. Or and then we had a we had a, a, a we had to do a, a research paper, which was now by the way I I was not a research paper guy when I was in school. Mm. Um, and so we had the research paper, and I found that you can do a case study. And so I did a case study on the on the uh, the people that I trained in the in the 
um, coaching fundamentals. I did a three-month a three-month training, and oh, okay. and uh, I did a, a case study on that, which was an extraordinary training with extraordinary results. I was very proud of myself, and um, I I got a like a ninety-seven on that. So so that yeah, it was a pretty interesting experience for me being back in that in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I and I know what other people did, you know, so I know that I did pretty well compared to uh, a lot of my classmates. Yeah, well, you know what? I was so into. I, I keep wondering how good was I. I remember what the mentor coach said, but it was like, I, I, did I learn anything from that? I don't know because be, we were so nervous when we had to go against a real person. Uh-huh. It was like, oh my goodness! So you could only hope for the best, you know. And he was kind and gentle, and then <laughs> as I am too, it's no sense of beating people down. But it's uh, so yeah, it's it's extraordinary how different different phases of the coaching you know, take place in different programs, but it all gets done. So that, I like the um, idea of, you know, getting a tally on how many competencies you, you hit. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting approach, and and, uh, and I, I think I say it's a terrific school. Uh, it sounds like it. It sounds like it was very comprehensive. And, and, and all of it was by phone. Really? Yes. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That and, is amazing. And, and not just by, you know, in the teleclass format, but people calling in from all over the world in all kinds of different time zones. So I might be up at 7 in the morning and somebody else might be 2 in the morning in whatever country they were in and another person was in the middle of the night for them and somebody else is in the afternoon. Was it always based on Eastern Standard Time? Yes, Eastern, oh, okay. everything was based on Eastern Standard Time. But even though the school is based in Australia. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and but it was and and you you and you even though it you don't see anybody, you you recognize you know if, if you have any kind of an ear, <laughs> literally, yes, <laughs> uh, you would start to recognize voices, and I, I actually, you know, you would you were like going to school with the same people all the time who would show up because people tended to have the same schedule, so you would hear the same people on the seven o'clock call in this particular module and. And it was great. And we had a graduation by phone with hundreds of people on this call. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that must have been my My dad was in attendance. Oh, well, you He was sure. in California and I was in New York. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Um, I lo- What I liked about mine was I liked the face-to-face. It was like, yeah. and I'm sure you all had bonding experiences also. Totally. You know, it was just so cool, that, and you look forward to seeing these people every three months. It was like, oh, my gosh. Mm. And you're on the phone all the time with them also. But I, I liked the face-to-face, but a lot of people wanted to do um, the telephone because of the it, – it's certainly more convenient. It's, you know, it's – Well, it works for – it doesn't work for everybody. Right. Uh, I am – by nature, I love to talk on the phone, and my listening is 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 particularly heightened on the phone. So it works – it works for me, but some people prefer face-to-face. I've done face-to-face as well. But it's a completely different dynamic because you're just lost in the in the, what you're hearing, and it's like what's in between words, and you can really focus in a different kind of way. Like, have you ever, did, by any chance, did you see the movie Ray? Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a guy who his senses were so heightened by, you know, he he's blind, 
but his yeah. other sense, senses were so heightened that he heard things that, that nobody even knew existed. I mean, he could hear the bird outside the window. Yes, you know the yeah. bug on the floor, or whatever. I'm not Ray. Let me let me let me, let me state <laughs> Let's that. Let's clarify that. Yes, <laughs> but you're you're good. You're pretty good. Oh, beautiful! No, but, <laughs> you know, really, I, and that's like not. I'm not going to put myself in that category of, of of listening. But I, when I'm on the phone with people, that's where I, I'm all. <laughs> I'm all ears. <laughs> well, oh, sorry. Okay. I, yeah, I know you did. Yes, I really did. I know your sense of humor. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, you know what? It, but absolutely, and oddly, well, not oddly enough, uh, probably aptly enough, um, I my favorite kind of coaching is face to face. You know, and you like the you like the listening part. Uh, you know, I'll do both, but I kind of mm-hmm. like face to face. And how's your um, setup for face to face? Where where do you do uh, it? I yeah, I, I need to be careful with that. <laughs> but uh, it's face to face with people that I know or have met. It, it, I have a home office. Uh, okay. But I have good security, so I'm hoping. <laughs> so far, I haven't needed it, but it's right. Like, it's a it, you know because um, I a lot of people I know. Someone was telling me. In Israel, like they, everybody goes to Starbucks, and that's where they coach. And it's like I, I, th- I still think you need that confidentiality thing. I did one session in a Starbucks. Did you? How'd it go? It was okay. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. Um, it, you know, it was perfectly fine. It, you know, the results were had, but there was definitely, you know, uh, I think it. Uh, there's a lot of distraction. And a lot of things that could pull your your ears as well as your eyes in a place like that. But I will also tell you that that individual uh, has, it was my first client, and he is still my client. Oh, my gosh. So you must have done something right in Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> Who picked up the tab? You or him? <laughs> uh, I, believe it, I believe it was me. All right. So, like I said, you must have done Rule one, right. buy the coffee for the person. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're charging them, you can at least give them a cup of coffee. Yes. So, cool. Well, tell me what you think about this because this EQ Mentor thing, I fought this for so long. EQ Mentor is um, an organization based in North Carolina, and what they do is it's for business people. It's for mm-hmm. people who want a business coach, but it's all done online. And I and What does the EQ stand for? It's, it's emotional quota, like like um, okay. IQ, but it's you know the emotional okay. quota. So it and what it is is it's t- bringing bringing coaching into businesses really, and it's for professional people. But it's for professional people who are just too darn busy to you know get on the phone and be coached. And and when I heard about it, it was like, well, that's the silliest thing I ever heard. And I you know, I'm the one who likes face to face and. I fought it and I fought it, and finally I said, you know what, jump into the 21st century, Laurie, because that's how people relate to one another now. It's, it's, you know, sure. give it a try. And believe it or not, I, you know, I've had um, a total of three clients so far, and it kind of works. It's just, it's amazing. Um, I, I'm really impressed, and maybe because they're professional people, mm-hmm. by the dedication. Um, they, you know, if you give them an assignment, they do it, and... Um, they kind of look forward to you getting back to them, and it has a plethora, just a huge toolbox of all kinds of written things that you you know you download and send them. And it was like, 
Well, I guess I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I, I just, if you had asked me, to, would I think it would work? I would say, no, this is crazy. But it seems to be. And what they do is you'd have to take the EQ test, which is horrendous. It's like 30 pages. And then, of course, your clients do also, and they match mm. you up. It's kind of like eHarmony, but for businesses or something. That's fascinating. Well, that actually that would be up my alley, by the way. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It certainly yeah. sounds like I it. will tell you, in fact, I have actually had uh, several people that I have coached, um, not just, you know, online. I've coached in instant messaging. I've coached mm. in email. I actually have I you know my listening even in words I cuz I'm really I'm I'm I I'm definitely a linguist. I I am a language guy. I'm a writer by nature and I I know I could really see what people are saying and I could tell when there's something that shifts when somebody types really you know, I mean, yeah people like I'll have, have a conversation with somebody and it's a message and I'll go what's wrong and they'll go how do you know something's wrong? I said, because your typing changed. What do you mean my typing changed? There's a difference in your tone. What tone? <laughs> like People don't think there's tone online, and, and yeah, sometimes there's not, but I actually, it, it's subtle, but if you are attuned to it, you'll see Can it. Can you give me like a, an example? I mean, not a, a real case, but well, it's like it would if, be a shift. Well, for example, if, you, if someone... You you have had conversations with before. There, there's like a, they might be a little less ab- ebullient in how they're speaking. Like there's like you could tell when people are happy to see you. Oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. lots of exclamation marks. What's going on? Hey, good. What's oh having a great? And then also hello, hi. What's going on? Nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see. Like a shortened abbreviation. Yeah. All right. So they're yeah. not as. It's, yeah. Union, as you said, yes, yeah. that's cool. Wow, yeah, this would be right up your alley. Then I'll tell you how to get in touch with them. Sure, <laughs> and you can take that horrendous test that everybody has to take. But it, but it's fun because it tells you where your shortcomings are also mm-hmm. and where you need work. So it's a. But I just, I if I if someone had told me I'd be doing that, it's like no, no, no. And I'm, I'm computer savvy. I mean, I, I live in, in in front of the computer, but. It just wouldn't, and you know, I'm the person who doesn't have the BlackBerry because I don't want to un- be plugged in all the time. But this seems to be working, and and so, like you say, out of the box, you sort of have to accommodate what's going on, and uh, people are just relating to each other through these computers. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what's happening on that end. But it's um, so it's so, Lori. What really like what qualifies one to become a mentor coach? Um, moxie, no, <laughs> I, I think what qualifies is, well, first of all, I can only speak for, well, for, I think I had to, when, when I was doing the EQ Mentor, I think I had to, you know, hit a couple of marks like you did on the um, core competencies, mm-hmm. and if, I think if you fell below that, they weren't going to consider you, so, they, you know, they took that in consideration, but for um, the IPEC thing, you have to be um, a PCC, uh, at least, uh, which is a professional certified coach, and that's the ICF credential. And you also, um, there's a whole, because I'm an old-timer now, uh, but there's a whole new leadership potential training mm-hmm. that I also had to go through because they didn't have that. I think I got, I think I was like one of the pioneers, really. I'm not sure how long IPEC has been around, but they've certainly added a lot of stuff to their training, and that was one of them. So I had to retake that. 
And then um, they give you, you know, you get a little few test people to see if, uh, you know, if you don't, you know, if they don't go screaming and if they don't quit the training, you go, I don't want to be a coach. And I think, you know, they go, okay, then you probably made it. But And they monitor and they, they've got a lot of systems and tools that can help you do what you're doing. But um, I think it's really, if and, and of course, I guess for yes, for IPEC you would have to have gone through IPEC to do it. Now you might be able to do it with um, C. What is it? CIA. CIA. I C A. <laughs> Sorry, CIA. That's a whole. Yeah, yeah, the CIA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, a well, the Culinary Institute of America is the CIA. So there's that one. This is true. So that maybe that is a good. Uh, no, the FBI, the Food and Beverage Institute. <laughs> Oh, sure. Well, anyway, ICA. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. You know, and probably if you were going to do uh, that for them, they would want you to have gone for their program because that's what mm-hmm. they're they're teaching. So, uh, so that that well, and you know, it's just something that um, I don't know. I just I kind I I like IPEC. I, I think it's a cool, and it sounds like you like ICA. So. Uh, you know, and it, I and I think we all have special affinities. It's kind of like your first neighborhood when you move to the city. It's like, yeah, that's your home no matter where you live. So, uh, so if they combined of, IPEC with the NRA, oh, you would have I hunt and peck. <laughs> you okay? You got any more? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll be here all week, folks. Okay. Okay. I, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know where where these things come out of my head. It's. Just amazing. Yes, <laughs> Just, isn't it though? It um, really is. Yeah. Maybe we could speak for a couple of minutes about some of the new creative ways that people are coaching. Um. Okay. I think uh, online is one. I think you know. Yeah. I, I think it just they turned around and said, "Let's meet the need," and it's like, and and that's what they did. So I think online is one. Uh, what do you think is one? Uh, group coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like group coaching, I'm hearing quite a lot about it. I've never really experienced it, so I don't really know what it looks like. I, but I keep hearing about it. You know what? I think I think group coaching is responding to exactly what's happening nowadays. It's like um, not one. It's an economical um, consideration. Because some people just really, if they've lost their job, then they might definitely, that's who else needs a coach more than someone who's just lost their job, but they might not be able to afford it. It's like but that catch-22 thing. Yeah. It's like, so if you put them in a group, you can charge less and they can get the benefit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely meeting a need of, of what's going on and responding to the economy today. Um, I kind of like it because... You get your message out there, you know, and and you don't have to say it 20 times. There's 20 people in your group. Where I have trouble distinguishing, and maybe you can help me, is the difference between a workshop and group coaching. Because I'm I'm not that um, adept at it yet. I you know I, I dabble around with workshops, and but I don't call it group coaching. Do you see? Do you know huh. the distinction, or do you have a distinction? No, but you know when you say that, it's interesting because. When you, the moment you said that, you know, I've been in a million workshops and trainings and transformations going back to 1983, and all of them, in in one sense, could be looked at as a group coaching experience. Mm-hmm. I never, but I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. Like until I have uh, been meaning to like look into this a little bit more and maybe uh, uh, join a group coaching. Uh, from a from a participant point of view, and see, you know, let's see what this looks like. 
Well, I think I might have the solution to your problem, Andrew. Oh, do you? <laughs> well, one of them, not all of them. But in September, I don't know, um, you must have heard of Michelle Shubnell, Coaching Grow Rich. Um, yes, yes. She's coming to, she's going to be the speaker at the September ICFMYC meeting, and she is going to do her presentation on group coaching. Now, if anybody knows group coaching, it's this lady because she has been kicking around coaching and, and gotten so many um, successful ventures off the ground, you know, in coaching. So uh, we're all looking forward to that because we're, we're all a little confused. It's like, okay, and, and I think that's the main distinction. It's like we know what a workshop is, what's group coaching, and what's the difference? You know, and so come to that meeting, and and that will give you a start, a head start Definitely. at least. And then you can. Um, they're always the third Wednesday, and I'm not sure what that is, uh, but whatever the third Wednesday is in September, she's going to be there, and it'll be the topic is group coaching. So it, it's something we're all grappling with. I sure. Think. Yeah. And what about uh, have you heard of uh, uh, coaching clubs? Um, I think I have. The, the the description that I have of those are where people get together and um like a Tupperware party and they and, and coaching is done. Is that what it is? Or am the, I just well that's that up? that's definitely not what I had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no Tupperware? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I believe that those are done also something that it's like a a subscription based kind of a service, like online. Mm. Um and I think that's one way of creating, um, uh, you know, a large clientele of people who pay very little money, really relatively ten or twenty or thirty dollars, uh, uh, to be part of a coaching club where there's some sort of coaching that happens. And it's all done online. I think so, but again, I'm I'm, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. I know it's come my way. I've I've looked at it and think, hmm, I should look at that. <laughs> yes, before you ask me about it, no. But. Before I ask you about it, no, I, you know, meaning for my, as, as a possibility, and so I thought I'd see if you knew what it was about. I, I don't, but it does sound intriguing, um, and it sounds a coaching club. I like, There's I like a, a the... a woman named uh, Milana Lashinsky, are you familiar with her? No. Mm-mm. She's a, you know, definitely a master of uh, coaching uh, marketing, certainly, and she's a, a very interesting, very nice person. Uh, I've had a number of emails with her, and she offers all kinds of coaching-related products. And she's a, well, one of my Facebook friends. So she, I believe that she, that's one of her – she has a coaching club thing. But, again, I, I haven't gone past thinking, oh, that's interesting. I should look into it. You know what I like the uh, exclusivity of it. It's like, oh, it sounds like yeah, I'm a member of a coaching club, and I kind of like that. It sounds like you're you're part of something special that's going on. I wonder if you got a secret decoder ring as part I of the package. Oh wow! And and they change the passwords every five days. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really dating myself with the secret decoder ring secret conversation. Decoder, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I, I am. Um, and I also would like to talk to you about a. Uh, now, this has been a topic in the last couple of shows that's come and managed to come up is uh, the, the the four agreements and uh, you you I know that you're familiar with the fifth agreement. Oh, and, you just uh, want an exclusive thing, and I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I have the privilege, and trust me, it is truly a privilege to um, hear Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the four agreements, uh, speak at the CAM conference. 
And with him, he brought his son, and, and we all heard the son was coming, and it's like, yeah, 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 okay, you know, drag him along if you must. And, but um, the son was a fantastic speaker also, and he helped Don Miguel. It's Don Jose and Don Miguel. But he helped Don Miguel, uh, where they both wrote the book The Fifth Agreement, which mm-hmm. is really the you know just a continuation of the four agreements, four agreements of course. Mm-hmm. But um, so we and and it's amazing when when Don Miguel walks in the room, you know that there's a spiritual presence. I mean, whether you no matter what you believe in, there's a spiritual presence. So, and it was quite um, impressive. And they're just so honest and so sincere, and they really seem to have a lot of the concepts down that you and I might struggle with. It's like, okay, I know I should be doing this, but they just seem to have it, and and they love to share it with people. So I recently got on the website, and there's an application there that took me about 25 to 30 minutes to complete, and said, you know what, we'd love to have Don uh, Don Jose. We know we can't get Don Miguel because he's not – it's not that he's not healthy, but he, I, he, from his bio, he had a heart attack and uh, was in a coma for nine months wow. and, and told us that 60% of his heart works now and that's it. So, um, you know, we don't want to drag him to Newark, but we asked, you know, maybe we could talk about the son. So I'm presently in negotiations with um, Don Jose to come to New York City and maybe do a workshop for us. So I just... You said you were familiar with um, the Four Agreements, right? Oh, sure. Uh, actually, it, it's managed to come up on the last couple of shows talking about that. Uh, I was talking about that last week with uh, Stephanie Michelle, and um, that's a book that actually was given to me as a gift by a woman who gives that away on a monthly basis. So at least she did it at the time. She was, just about every month, she would find she would see somebody she thought would benefit from it, and she would give them the book. It was her way of sort of paying it forward. Yeah, Bernie Siegel, the uh, past president of ICF, gives it to his clients. He's just, it, it's just, he just feels that it just sums up, you know. If you can just grasp these concepts, you got mm-hmm. it, you know. And, and, and it, it is, it's so simplistic that a lot of people go, well, I just didn't get it. And, it's, and I think it's really because it's so simplistic. It's like you're looking for something complex i mean one is be impeccable with your word it's like mm-hmm. just say what you really mean you know and, and right. don't don't get caught up in foolishness and uh you know just and don't don't make assumptions just very simple mm-hmm. concepts that we strive for but it's so hard the you know they're, they're simple in the mind and very hard in the execution well, don't take anything personally yeah <laughs> i mean that's, that's huge killer. that's probably the biggest one for me um, yeah, but once you put it, as soon as it runs through your head, it's like, oh, okay, it's not about me. So it, it it's a lovely mantra. If nothing not else, personal, it's just business. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, all right, I don't have to like it, but <laughs> but no, it, it's um, yeah, and it, it, so I'm just so excited. Unfortunately, the the one date that we've talked about is like one day before the ICF Global Conference, and I I want to. You know, I want to have him on the show. I want him to. I just want him. I want to do so much with him. Mm. Um, so it might be that we're talking. You know, we have to put, move it back a little bit. Um, I'm going to keep working on it, and I will definitely keep you posted. Okay, and, I am uh, there. Yeah, and if people want to find out what is going on, they can certainly subscribe to the newsletter because you can bet it's going to be in there the minute I know what's going on, and that they can do that okay. at um, www.icfnyc.org. 
and that's just our website, and it has all the everything that's going on, all the activities. It has our radio show on there. It has our television show on there. And um, it's that will, you'll find out from that, and you can subscribe for the newsletter, and that I'll definitely keep everybody posted on that. Okay, and, how, and what about you? How how would people find out more about Laurie Lawson? They can find me at well, um, I have a website which is www of course eljny dot com, and it just stands for Empowered Life Journeys. Uh, so it's eljny dot com, mm-hmm. and email is just throw a C in there, el Laurie at eljnyc dot com. Um, okay, and your your Coach World TV. Now that's a local show, which means it's designed access. for public access. It's designed for people in New York to be able to see. However, thanks to uh, technology, um, you can go on to the Manhattan uh, uh, cable network, the uh, station, and watch it online. And I actually did make a, a little tiny, not a tiny, a bit.ly. B-I-T. If you go to www.bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash M-N-N live, you can watch whatever's on that thing. And Coach World is on Monday night, correct? Monday nights from 8 to 8.30. Um, yes. You can also go on our website if you have any of the cable channels and you're in Manhattan. But you're right. Thanks to the technology and the computer, we are an international show. <laughs> that, that is correct. I have actually had people watching that uh, as far away as California, so I do know. Really? Oh, yes, for fantastic. sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Lori Lawson, for some Wonderful information for a great conversation. It's been a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank have you for tables having me. <laughs> You're <Yes>. very welcome. <laughs> You've done me many favors, and we've always okay. had great favors, so thank you. Thank you, and, and uh, this is our last Thursday night show. We'll be moving to Monday night starting next week, and we will have my guest, Glory Borgeson. So have an, I was going to say an outstanding next seven days, but have an out, next, outstanding next few days until Monday, and we will see you next week. Oh, again, you can find me at myfuturecoach.com and on Twitter at Coach Andrew. Good night, everyone. Good night.